0: sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Derek Lido. Derek is the author of The Entrepreneurs, The Relentless Quest for Value, and a professor at Princeton University. He's also the author of Building on Bedrock and Startup Leadership, as well as more than 100 articles on innovation, entrepreneurship, and leadership. He also founded a leading market research firm and served as CEO of a global semiconductor company, and he is a return guest, so I am tremendously honored that he is joining us again. Thanks so much for being here today, Derek. Thank you for having me, Diane. I am thrilled to have you here. So. um we're talking today about copying, and um, I, I, this fascinates me. So talk to me about this. Like, you say copying is the key to competing and not innovating, and what do you mean by that?
1: Well, <clears throat> first off, I you know, I teach innovation at Princeton, so I was pretty shocked to f- find this out <laughs> to discover this uh, and it came about uh, with me doing research and to entrepreneurship and uh, go delving into the deep history of entrepreneurship to see where it started and how it evolved and this repeating pattern kept on showing up whether the the entrepreneurs were in ancient Mesopotamia or China, or in the industrial revolution or in Silicon Valley, it didn't, you you kept on finding that when there was one entrepreneur that found something valuable to do, there were a lot of people that started copying it. And that, ultimately, if you looked at who was successful in, in that swarm of entrepreneurs that developed, it was those that were good keeping up. Yeah, there, were, there was a leader or two. Uh, sometimes uh, they changed positions, but ultimately it was the people that were the what we might call fast followers who we're consistently uh, outperforming the uh, average member of the swarm. And the innovation that was taking place within these swarms was considerable, and it was coming from the copying that was happening. So each time somebody copied something that was working for a competitor, they, they couldn't help but personalize it in other words hey i don't like that color i'll do it with this color or i'll do it with this material or i'll do it simpler this way because that's easier for me but with those personalizations accumulating and everybody watching one another to see which one's worked and which one's didn't you it 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 created this relentless you know pace of innovation within these swarms and it's it's not any individual it's the collective behavior that's creating this that's wild yeah uh,
0: i'm <laughs> shocked <laughs> oh my gosh so wow so it's it's the copying and and customizing that's creating the innovation
1: yeah yeah and, wow. the, and the collective behavior you know so so you think of in you know entrepreneurs as these you know uh, individuals that's you know are, are courageous and bold and and we should acknowledge them for that but but ultimately they can't help but be within these collective systems that are all focused on, you know, this product area or this market or, or you know, however they organize. And and it's it's being part of that collective that people can't help themselves, but be innovative or give up. OK, so.
0: This goes. This go along with your definition of an entrepreneur, because my understanding is it's uh, you know making some waves. So,
1: yeah, what, it is, what it is it? Waves. Okay. So, but um, <clears throat> if I, to to study entrepreneurs as far back as possible, you, uh, that meant you know delving into the archaeological records and anthropological records. And so how do, you, how do you spot an entrepreneur in in the rubble of a, of a archaeological excavation? You know how, how do you tell from where the stones are spinning? Well, it turns out that you you, you can, but you, you need to be pretty precise. It's, you can't guess at this. And there are three criteria that you you look for, and these criteria, Work as well for spotting an entrepreneur 9,000 years ago as determining who's an entrepreneur today. The three criteria are one, the person is self directed. In other words, there's nobody that's telling him or her, you know, you're going to do this. You know, I need you to develop this product or what, sell this. Yeah. So they're self directed. The second thing is that they possess and perform a skill that the people around them, their neighbors, their culture, whatever, considered to be valuable. So they're doing something valuable. But the third thing is that they're enticing people to engage with them in exchange for them delivering this valuable service. So they're, they're engaging and enticing people into exchanging with them. And those those are the three criteria. You just need those three criteria to establish whether or not somebody's an entrepreneur. And it works for oh, Stone wow. Age entrepreneurs, or entrepreneurs nine thousand years ago, or you know wh- whether or not your 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 next door neighbor is an entrepreneur.
0: So does that also mean that? they don't necessarily need to be on their own? I mean, I know the self-directed part, but
1: could... Uh, They they could work with others. They own, you know, most of the time they have others working with them. Um, Sure, they can be part of a a small team uh, and and each member of the team can be entrepreneur, But that said, when you study these small teams, what one person tends to be more of the decision maker than others?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I get I get that. Sure. There's always someone, right? Yeah. Who drives the boat.
1: It doesn't mean don't team. Right. I mean it doesn't mean that right. no, you don't don't consider yourself an entrepreneur and don't be proud about what you you accomplish as being part of a team. But effective teams always have somebody that's the tiebreaker or somebody that you know, gets yeah. the last word right, right.
0: Okay, here's something else that I'm fascinated by. You say that the media and our schools, Under hype entrepreneurship. And I, before, what I want you to do is explain to me why you think that because it feels to me like it is all the rage and all the buzz right now. And and almost to a fault where it feels like every young person coming up thinks they are supposed to be an entrepreneur.
1: Yeah, well, so let, let me tell you why I, you know okay. speak that and then okay. and then we can discuss the you know the ramifications but okay. uh, let's play a game that I play with my my students and just imagine as if there had never existed any entrepreneurs let's just wipe them off the the planet for now okay, okay. Right. Well, we'd be left with a world that wouldn't have any computers, smartphones, you know, video conferencing. We, we'd be in a world without any planes, trains, or automobiles. We'd be, be in a world without uh, medical devices, without electricity, without most clothing, most forms of clothing. But But we'd also be in a world without Inequity, inequality, you know, uh, we'd be in a world without uh, most cancers, diabetes, most workplace injuries. We'd be in a world without pollution, you know, climate change, and and the like. So without entrepreneurs, Uh, Literally, this world would be an incredibly hard, dull, difficult place to live in. And that's assuming that all the governments and all the famous rulers, you know, had existed and all the religions had existed and the like. But when you analyze, finally, entrepreneurship as a whole and not just as a, you know, uh, a point Phenomena out of Silicon Valley or, or the like, but when you look at it as a whole, what you realize is that it's the single biggest force of change on the planet, mm. much bigger than governments, religions, big business, much bigger than big business. And so, here's this this biggest force of change on the planet, and we don't teach students about this we teach students you know about social studies and we teach students about politics and we teach students about you know to remember who was president or prime minister but but we 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 do not mm-hmm. alert them to how important it is Uh, how important entrepreneurs are now in doing so because we sort of under hype it okay yeah and don't discuss it we leave open the the possibilities of all of these oversights unintended consequences and some bad behavior you know to to creep into these to this biggest force on the planet, because because we haven't armed our our, our students and and the Uh, like in terms of what this actually means and what the responsibility, you know, that goes with it.
0: I see. Okay. That makes sense to me. I'm so glad I asked the question.
1: and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. We need to introduce it, you know, fairly early in the educational process. You know, maybe fourth grade or something like that, when people are becoming aware. You know, they're they're past the "I want to be a fireman" stage, and they're <laughs> sort of, you know, can distinguish what their dad does and what the mom does and what the next door neighbor does and and the like, and, and introduce the, this concept of, um, you know, hey, you can you know, work for organizations or you can start an organization yourself and that that's a possibility. And do you know that the, you know, that the impact of people that start their own organizations is, is immense. So a lot of people do that. And um, we, you know, spend a week, just a week talking about that. And then, you know, in 11th grade, maybe more seriously talk about, okay, well, here's some models that we can um, discuss about how value is created and how an idea can take shape, a tangible shape, that results in creating value and jobs for, you know, the, you know a handful or a dozen or hundreds and hundreds of people, and this is how society is impacted by it. You know, oh by the way, here's how things can go wrong or you know if you don't you know think ahead and and so the, you know establish the concept of of what it takes to be a you know a good entrepreneur is mm-hmm. is more than just making a lot of money very quickly yeah,
0: yeah, okay. I get that. So in your estimation, what would you say is like the fundamental principle of entrepreneurship?
1: Ah, okay. I think the fundamental principle of entrepreneurship is that it's about making some group happy enough that they gladly give you some money in return (laughs) or something of, of value in return. and. Uh, I think that anybody applying that, you know, idea, uh, can be directed into how they can, literally, you know, be responsible for their own well-being. So, ha- how do you make people, ha- you know, the happiest? What do you do, and and then figure out, you know, how how to get people to, you know, exchange, you know, entice people to exchange what you deliver to make them happy for some money or something valuable in return.
0: All right. That makes sense to me too. So is there anything else that you've discovered since let's say like the last time you were on the show, which I think was like four years ago?
1: Well, um. Yeah, uh, uh, there 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 are quite a few things. Um. I, I, I. Something that doesn't get talked about enough. Okay, is is. Be, being a, an outsider, and being an entrepreneur. So on, entrepreneur outsiders, are. You know they're they're around, uh, but but we vastly underappreciate how brilliant their strategies are in overcoming you know the biases or their you know constraints that societies place on them for you know not being a citizen or being a woman or being some a person of color or whatever, and. <clears throat> So we, we we don't study, you know. We haven't studied their 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 strategies, which which uh, tend to be extremely robust. What I mean is that they they have very high probabilities of success uh, because they can't afford to fail, mm. and. And yet they have all these additional constraints that they need to overcome. So these strategies have to be really, really, really robust to, to overcome them. And remember, you know, at the beginning I said, hey, you know, it was really shocking to realize that entrepreneurship isn't an individual quest, but it's collective behavior. Yeah. And, and so when women you know, bind together and work together uh, or people of color or immigrants or illegal immigrants or whatever, uh, they they can create very robust, uh, in, you know, enterprises that take care of a hell of a lot of people and, and very successfully. And uh, and they' you know, they're it's just not appreciated, it's not discussed, mm. and yet it should be. It should be a very important thing that we realize
0: And help people. Uh, yeah, you know, I never would have thought about that, but when you say it, I realize it it really is it's sort of an engine that um, doesn't get enough interest right yeah. that there aren't enough people saying okay hang on a second how is it that when they're marginalized or you know outside or whatever it is they can still be tremendously successful what what is that magic
1: yeah exactly you know and and you know we we focus on the you know on the techie that's doing something with ai and the like uh-huh. and, we're, and we're overlooking the the importance of Of these strategies that are being so successfully uh, you know utilized in, in under the most extreme conditions to create you know these these you know value creating machines it is
0: is it do you have any insights about that? I mean the thing that comes to my mind listening to you is. Is there something about that collective process that has a strong influence on those groups yeah, being successful?
1: It does uh, because they, they, in some ways, they're less embarrassed about copying <laughs> one another about what works, right? Or, or so, uh-huh. so it, it, so they acknowledge that they're part of that. They're more. Uh, you know more willing to acknowledge hey I got this idea from you know so and so Uh reading such and such or or the like and you know it's not this you know status game that you know often is played with you know my technology's you know cooler than your technology right
0: that's interesting Wow, Th- this is really fascinating. Uh, it it it's so um contrary. I guess
1: is one word that comes to yeah. mind. Yeah. I, I, was, I was shocked. Yeah, <laughs> and I teach this, and I studied this, and I was shocked.
0: So let me ask you this question: If if Someone's listening, they're they're an entrepreneur or whatever, and um and they're fascinated by this, which they will be. Um, but is there any sort of um, you know, and they're thinking about innovation. Is there any sort of like guideline around like when it makes sense for an entrepreneur to innovate?
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh what 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 now I'm counseling my students uh is to practice copying and be aware of how they're changing things to make it easier for them to do that copying. To do that over and over again, several times. But in doing that, they'll note a pattern about what works best for them. What 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 huh. is, you know, creating the, you know, more sales or less Mm. cost or faster cycle time or whatever benefit in doing that. And then, so they've done it, you know, three times, let's say, and then they, from that, they get the insight into, oh, okay, well, I can do that even much better by, you know, and then, that's when start about, you know, investing specifically in, in innovation.
0: Because it so it sounds like then it, it like builds on itself.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then they understand mm-hmm. where they're they're starting to understand where their innovative, you know, competitive advantage is coming from from seeing what's right. working by copying others.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is fascinating derek i i so appreciate you coming back and sharing these new discoveries and and revelations with us um it's really just beyond interesting you know i I mean really just i appreciate it it's got me the gears in my head turning um (laughs) which sometimes is scary but Um, So will you tell the listeners, you know, how they can find your, your books and you and whatever you think, you know, would be valuable for them to know?
1: Well, my books, you know, you can find almost anywhere, Um, you know, know how to spell my last name, (laughs) L-I-D-O-W, Derek, you can go to my website, uh, Derek.Lito, excuse me, DerekLito.com. So that's d e r e k l i d o w dot com. Um, I'm very uh, you know happy to, to be contacted by people. So uh, probably the easiest way is on LinkedIn and just you know send an invite my way, and um, you know more than happy to to you know discuss further what, you know what I'm finding or to help people apply it and the like um and and you know i've written a lot of articles out there so google they come up in google searches instantly forbes i you know i've written you know 60 or 70 articles for forbes so i'm not hard to find
0: i was gonna say <laughs> you're everywhere
1: <laughs> i'm trying to help
0: i'm trying to. it's help. so great It it really, you you are the kind of person people should be following. thank you. (laughs) Seriously, because you share, you know, everything you learn, you share. So it's really, it, it is awesome. So again, thank you. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts.